0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one bestseller, The Code Are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round? Are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem? Be sure and listen to our podcast, The Codebreaker. Welcome into another edition of The Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me. Ole Miss baseball Currently playing as this is being recorded. Arkansas State is in town for a midweek game supposed to be played yesterday, weather uh, pushed it back to today. Uh, so no post game analysis of this one, at least not immediately. I think you guys will forgive me for not giving you a deep dive into the Arkansas State game. For what it's worth, at zero zero in the top of the first inning. So there's your score update. Got a couple of things to talk about with you. First, another edition. In the transfer portal, Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, his defensive staff, Chris Partridge, Randall Joyner and company, absolutely cleaning up in the transfer portal, just cleaning up in the portal. I'll tell you who it is and why it matters. And also former Ole Miss head coach, Matt Luke, stepping down from his position at Georgia. Uh, To tell you the truth, my first thought when I saw the news was, uh, it's one of two things. Was this is what this was my first thought, and then I'll complete it. I promise. Uh, usually, when a coach quote steps down to spend more time with their family, there's something else going on. Whether it be scandal, I, that, that's a common one. Whether it be internal or like job related, or health reasons. And knowing Matt Luke, I high. I mean, in my head, it was like, well, there's no way it's scandal. So hopefully, health wise, he's okay. Hopefully he's all right. Sounds like, though, that this is actually one of the few cases where genuinely actually stepping down to spend more time with their family. The uncommon truth <laughs> from stepping down to be with their family. And, and honestly, if anybody was actually going to be stepping down to spend more time with their family, it feels like Matt Luke would be the guy uh, to do that. So, you know, wishing him well, of course. Uh, He's got a lot of money, I'm sure, saved up from that massive buyout that Ole Miss gave him on top of making almost a million dollars a year for the last couple of years at Georgia. And he can get back into coaching anytime. So uh, wish him well uh, with whatever he chooses to do for a while, maybe forever. Who knows? We'll see. But the next question is, in my head, was first, well, hopefully everything's okay. And sounds like it is. Very good news. And second, What does it mean for Arch Manning? So we'll talk about that as well. Right here on the podcast, first, I want to remind you, the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you are located anywhere inside of the great state of Mississippi and you are in the market for office technology, anything in the office, that is Technology Advantage Business Systems has you covered. ABSMS.com is the website. Tell them I sent you. You get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you. ABSMS.com is the website. Also, LB's just across from Kroger and University Avenue right there in Oxford. It's the best place in Mississippi to get your meat. They also have daily lunch specials Monday through Friday. But go by and see Greg. Tell them I sent you. It is the best place in Mississippi to get your meat. If you're cooking with meat, that's where you've got to start. Big-time supporters of Ole Miss baseball as well is, uh, is LB's. So go by, check them out, tell them that I sent you. Also, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search Michael Borky. Find me there if you are so inclined. But let's get started. Ole Miss uh, still adding players in the transfer portal, this time from TCU. Uh, the they, they list him as an edge. I guess people are saying that he'll be an edge-slash-outside linebacker for Ole Miss, uh, mostly rushing the passer, as I understand it. Either way, uh, Kari Coleman from TCU announced on his Instagram page that he is transferring to Ole Miss. He's played two years at TCU. Uh, his freshman year, 2020, he uh, had 15 tackles for loss, three of which were sacks in just nine games in 2020 as a freshman last year, battled some injuries, uh, only started in four games, only played in nine, but he had uh, two and a half tackles for a loss, one and a half sacks, uh, also broke up a pass last year, but again, battled injuries, had a hard time staying on the field because of the injury bug that hit him hard last year. But that's another defensive piece uh, added to this roster, and ironically enough, Ole Miss has added both of the co Freshman Defenders of the Year in the Big 12 from 2020. <laughs> They've added both of them in this portal class. So uh, it's a good addition. It's a position of need. They need pass rushers. It's the SEC. You always need pass rushers. Uh, an athletic guy people are really high on. If you watch his tape, he jumps off the the field at you. Uh, incredibly athletic guy and has proven it in two years that he is a capable college football player division one college power five college football player which is important for this next point point. and I've said something like this before forgive the redundancy but it bears repeating first of all old Miss Lane Kiffin Randall Joyner Chris Partridge whoever you want to attribute the success to has absolutely cleaned up in the transfer portal Lane Kiffin told you on day one we've talked about this before in his opening press conference I am not going to spend all my slots on high school recruits. There is a free agency now in college football. I'm going to build my roster like NFL teams do. That's what I'm going to do. He told you on day one, and yet there are still some people around here that are freaking out about high school recruiting ranking. At it. The nation's number one portal recruiting class, and they're not even done. I mean, they're, they're likely going to add one, possibly two more wide receivers, probably going to add another defensive lineman, probably another offensive lineman. And, I mean, if half of this class pans out, um, they should be really salty, especially defensively, uh, this coming season. They have absolutely cleaned up in the transfer portal. They told you they were going to do it this way, and they've been incredibly successful at doing it. Incredibly successful, and this is just another addition. This, my friends, is how you compete, how you try to level the playing field. Recruiting like Alabama will never beat Alabama. It never did before, and it will not moving forward. It never will. I think Ole Miss is a great place. I think it has a lot to offer. I think it's an underrated job in college football. I don't think people give it enough credit for what it is. However, there are things that just prevent it from being Alabama, for example, or Georgia or Texas A&M. There's not as much money, there's not as much resources, the population of the state is smaller, you share the state with another SEC school, on and on and on and on. For the few people that are still hanging on to this idea that you've got to build your roster with Mississippi kids, when has that ever worked? When has that ever worked? When have you ever been competitive nationally? When have you ever been competitive nationally? Back in the 1960s, and when Hugh Freeze was signing Robert Kimdichie from Georgia, Laquan Treadwell from Illinois, Laramie Tunsil from Florida. There are great players inside of the state of Mississippi that you've got to go get and you've got to sign. But there are people that are still convinced that you've got to build your roster with three-star project from Mississippi, and that will never compete with Alabama. Yes, and yet there are examples like Snoop Connor of a three-star guy that was lightly recruited that ended up becoming a star. Yeah, absolutely. You've still got to evaluate well, and you've still got to sign high school kids. But do you want to be nationally competitive or not? Do you want to be nationally competitive or not? If that answer is yes, this is the way that Ole Miss can do it. Will this work? I don't know. Will this strategy work? It may not. This is all very new. But it's different, and different is required to win at a place like Ole Miss. It's required, because despite what the Grove Collective is doing, Ole Miss is in really good shape NIL-wise, guys. Really good shape compared to some of their SEC counterparts. They are in much better position than Mississippi State, for example. Good NIL things are happening uh, around Ole Miss. They absolutely are. But you'll never be able to do it like Texas A&M, ever. You'll never be able to do it like Georgia. You'll never be able to do it like Southern Cal. So while Ole Miss is in great shape NIL-wise, compared to some of their same-tier peers, you still won't be Texas A&M. You're not going to be Alabama. So what can you do to balance that out? This, guys, is what you can do to balance it out. Will you be competitive with Alabama on an annual basis? Probably not. But instead of taking three-star project from Meridian, you get guy that's played two years of Power 5 football. That's what you're using your roster spots on. They signed, what, 17 high school kids. They plan on still building a foundation and developing certain players they think can project. But instead of signing 27 high school players, 30 high school players, whatever the case may be, missing on the guys that Alabama and Texas A&M want, for example, and then settling for projects who you're not sure are going to work out, you go this route. You get defensive end from TCU, who you have Power 5 film on. You get defensive end from Georgia Tech, you have Power 5 film on. You get wide receiver from Missouri, who you have SEC film on. You get offensive tackle from Western Kentucky, who's played four years of college football. You get linebacker from Central Michigan, who has been three-time first-team All-Mac, three years in a row, who played his best two games last year against Power Five teams, one of which is from the SEC. These are guys that you can win with. Now, there's reasons that they're in the portal. In some cases, they want to move up a level like from Central Michigan to Old Miss, like Western Kentucky to Old Miss. Hell, I would even argue that Iowa State to Old Miss is, a, is an upgrade. TCU to Old Miss is an upgrade, too. But there's reasons these guys are in the portal. Some of them aren't going to work out. A lot of them aren't going to work out. But the hit rate on a portal transfer is higher than a hit rate on a Project 3-star, and they can help you sooner. They can keep you competitive on an annual basis. You can try to level the playing field with that of Texas A&M and Alabama. Here's yet another example of this strategy. It's different, and and that's the only way you're going to compete with Alabama, Texas A&M, Georgia, Florida, LSU. This is the only way, because recruiting just like A&M does, you're going to lose, because they've got more money to offer in NIL. They've got more money to offer. That simple. Alabama's got more money to offer. That simple on top of Nick Saban and all the stuff that you've got. Acting just like them and using their strategy is a losing one. It's a losing one. This, we don't know if it's a winning one yet. We don't know if it's a losing one yet. But it's different. And you've got to be different at Ole Miss to be competitive. So I've, just, I've heard from people lately. Forgive my ranting, but I've heard from people lately that say, oh, Old Miss needs to focus on Mississippi and, and build a foundation with high school players. Why? Well, first of all, they already are. I mean, over half the recruiting class right now is high school players. They're not going to have this many roster spots next year because most of the players they've added in the portal have multiple years remaining. So... I don't quite understand the criticism anyway because it's not really rooted in reality, but I've heard that from people. All oh, the, the this is risky. They need to build their foundation through Mississippi players. Why? When has that worked for you? When has that ever produced winning football? Look at the best players on Ole Miss's team last year. Matt Corral from California. Yeah, your running backs, you recruited them all from Mississippi. They're still doing that. They are. Chance Campbell, a transfer. Jake Springer, a transfer. Sam Williams didn't sign with Ole Miss out of high school. Otis Reese, a transfer. The defense got better as the year went on because of transfers. That that unit won them games last year because of transfers. Ontario Drummond didn't sign with Ole Miss out of high school. This is the way. I think we don't know for sure but do you want to be competitive? This is the way to do it, I think. I think the results will bear that out, that this is the way to do it. Five, ten years ago, with what everything that Ole Miss is losing this offseason, 2022 would have been a huge step back. And it still might be. But they are far more equipped on paper to have a great 2022 now than they would have been ten years ago. Far more equipped. Because they're replacing... Chance Campbell, with a guy that's played Division I football for years. They're replacing Sam Williams with a handful of guys that have played Division I football for years, multiple years. They're replacing Jacob Springer with a guy who will be playing in the NFL in 2023, who's been at Iowa State, become a force, especially stopping the run from the safety spot. This is the way to sustain success at a place like Ole Miss. They're doing it, and they're doing it very well. Second thing for you, uh, Matt Luke, uh, again, at the beginning, I, you know uh, sounds like it's genuine. <laughs> it sounds like he just wanted to step away, and, and the grind of uh, being an assistant coach in college has definitely changed because of Portal and NIL, no doubt. It has absolutely changed. Um, but the next question is, uh, quite simply, what is it? What does it mean for Arch? Because some people have tried to tie uh, Arch Manning's interest in Georgia to Matt Luke. And maybe that has helped. I'm sure it has helped. But let's be honest here, guys. Georgia just won the national championship. Georgia's recruiting as good as anybody in the country. That's why Georgia's appealing. Because Athens is a cool place. Be a fun place to go to school. And you can win there. More so than Matt Luke being there. Uh, Matt, Matt Luke wasn't going to be the difference. I'm sure it helps. No doubt it It would have helped Georgia. Maybe he still does if he sticks around town, I guess. But um, I think that was overblown anyway. But now that he's gone, what does that mean for Arch? I don't think it changes anything. Nothing. For what it's worth. I don't think it changes anything. It just kind of depends on who you believe here. Uh The guy that went on some small market radio show to claim that Arch had narrowed his choices down to two was completely full of crap, first of all. Um, And I could have told you that. I I did tell you that at the time, at least if you listen to the radio show, because, um, and what that guy, I guess, is too foolish to understand is that is the most media savvy family in football. You honestly think that they're going to leak? Or wait. No, they didn't leak it, because if, if they would have leaked it, it would have gone to somebody with a, a, more of a following and reputation than that random reporter you've never heard of. Uh, but if Arch Manning actually did narrow his list down to two, it wouldn't be that guy breaking the news. It would be strategic, because that's that, those people understand media more than anybody else. They get it more than anybody else. They do. Um, so that was all BS anyway. But for whatever it's worth, I, I talked to somebody that, that's close to, to people at Newman, and they, they really, really seem to be in it. And by they, I mean Ole Miss. Um, they really seem to be in it, truly in it, where, where they actually have a shot here. That, that Charlie Weiss has made it a priority to recruit Arch Charlie Weiss Jr. I should say and um, that he's been really impressive and he's really resonated with the people at Newman, specifically Arch, of course. But like the, the high school coach there apparently is really impressed with with him and the family's impressed with him. And, and Ole Miss is actually in this thing. Just depends on who you believe, I guess. But it's not like I have inside sources or anything. But in this case, I mean, I did talk to somebody close to people at Newman. And they think that Ole Miss actually has a legitimate shot here. Matt Luke's existence in Athens or not changes nothing. I wouldn't bet on Ole Miss today. But if you believe people who are close to people at Newman, Ole Miss has a shot. We'll see where it goes, but... I don't think Matt Luke's existence or lack thereof changes anything with Georgia or, or anything. I don't think it changes anything. I think the family is smarter than to let the offensive line coach, regardless of who it is, uh, determine their decision uh, about this. It's bigger than that. It always was. It always will be. But anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, another huge portal pickup for, uh, for Ole Miss. They just are killing it right now in the portal. Just killing it. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you guys again very soon. Have- A Super Talk Mississippi <laughs> media production.